Hi, I'm uh, Gavin Givanoni, Professor of Neurology from Bath's in the London. And I'm doing a newsletter on a, uh, a woman with quite an unpleasant or tragic story um, of having lost uh, three close relatives in the last year or so. Uh, as well as her job, she was made redundant during the second COVID-19 lockdown. And she's now gone on to have a relapse. And she's asking the question, did the stress that she's under uh, trigger the relapse? And this is a really common question that I'm asked, I would say, several times a month uh, via email or, or in clinic about the impact stress has on MS disease activity. I think there is reasonably good data out there from meta-analyses and data from both Israel and Lebanon about what happens to MS disease activity during uh, various wars. And it is quite clear that people who are under a lot of acute stress, you know, be it bombing of a city where you're living in, or uh, a life event like losing a partner or a job, does trigger a, a stress response. And during that period of acute stress, uh, people with MS are much more likely to have relapses and evidence of disease activity on MRI. I must be honest, though, the studies that showed this tended to happen in the so-called pre-DMT era or the era when people were on uh, first-line platform injectable therapies. Now that we have more effective therapies available, I'm not sure this uh, holds because I think DMT is still blunt the effect of uh, stress on the immune system and MS disease activity. But saying this, it's about a 50% increase uh, in relapses during periods of stress compared to periods prior to that when there wasn't a stressor. Um, just to say to you that stress is not just something you feel from a psychological perspective. It is a biological response, and your brain responds to a stressor by causing the hypothalamus to tell the pituitary to produce a hormone called ACTH that travels through the bloodstream and it impacts on the adrenal gland, causing it to increase adrenaline levels and cortisol. And then these flood through the whole body and they have an impact on every single organ system in the body. Now, acute stress is probably very important from a behavioral perspective, particularly from an evolutionary perspective uh, to help improve survival. So when we were hunter-gatherers and we were threatened by an environmental threat, we were much more likely to survive if we had a stress response, in other words, the fight or flight reaction um, um, to keep us alive. Uh, now that we live in an environment where uh, these threats are very unusual, um, we tend to have stress response to other triggers that are maladaptive, in other words, shouldn't happen. And this, this then goes from not only being an acute response, it becomes chronic and then it becomes maladaptive and it causes an, an impact. And I haven't got time to go through in this newsletter, but chronic stress affects every organ system in a different way. And it is uh, a big problem. You know, it causes uh, people, um, particularly from a behavioral perspective, to develop depression, anxiety, they have sleep disorders, it changes their appetite, they often develop eating disorders, they may uh, misuse substances, you know, excessive alcohol or other things. Um, uh, and this impacts negatively on their day-to-day -day functioning and has a negative impact on quality of life. Now, there are various so-called stress management protocols or programs that people can go into 
And the evidence that any of these make a difference in MS is very poor. And I would say I'm not aware of any well-designed randomized trials with a good evidence base to say that this program is better than this program or this program works. Um, and the reason that it's difficult is because to design um, trials to show that a, a behavioral intervention works in multiple sclerosis is very difficult. It's hard to blind them. It's hard to control for them. And everybody's response to stress uh, is different. And so what works for one person may not work for another. What we do know is that if you do have chronic stress, things like cognitive behavioral therapy, mindfulness, meditation, yoga, exercise, um, talking therapy, laughing therapy, you know, may help uh, relieve stress. <laughs> Just to say to you that um, what defines uh, whether or not somebody does develop a stress usually happens when you have uh, something novel happen to you. It could be a positive or negative thing, but some people find that, that stress stress. If it threatens you in a way that uh, is uncomfortable. Also, if you uh, lack self-control, in other words, you can't control your uh, destiny, it impacts uh, long-term uh, on your stress. And this is uh, one of the reasons why people um, who find themselves in circumstances they can't control uh, have poor health outcomes. And this is probably how the social determinants of health work. It takes away your self-control. You have no control of your destiny. It causes chronic stress. Those chronic stress impacts on the biology of the body and you're much more likely to get uh, cardiovascular disease, depression, anxiety, etc. And so this is one of the big challenges we face as a society is how do we deal with the so-called low-level chronic stress that uh, inequality and um, uh, major differences in between people who have uh, and people who don't have uh, results in, uh, in poor outcomes. Another reason why I put, put doing this newsletter is because of the, the current war in Ukraine and I don't know what to say to the poor Ukrainian people uh, who have multiple sclerosis. Um, I do recall that during the height of the Syrian crisis, uh, getting emails from desperate family members or people living with multiple sclerosis in refugee camps. I had one from uh, a refugee in Lebanon, another one from Jordan, about the management uh, of their MS. And the problem was, because of their circumstances, they didn't really have access to high-cost disease-modifying therapies. And at the time, that is one of the reasons why I was promoting my essential list of disease-modifying therapies. These are relatively inexpensive treatments that probably work in MS, but they've never been tested uh, or licensed. Uh, and I have the opinion that it's best to have an off-label, cheaper therapy than not be on a treatment at all. I'm sure people in Ukraine uh, have concerns about how the war will impact on their lives and how it's going to disrupt their healthcare system and ultimately the management of their own MS. And I hope that we in the UK uh, and EU and the world in general um, have an effort to help the Ukrainians, particularly those living with chronic diseases that are unable to get out of their country. Um, I'm assuming the aid charities like the Red Cross will have uh, protocols and things in place to at least uh, help people with chronic diseases. So let's see what happens. Um, as I type this newsletter, I have a not an, an anxiety myself about 
the the war and I uh, think about the potential consequences of the war uh, if it does spread for the world uh, and I uh, as I say this I think I personally need a, a stress management course myself some of you may have been exposed to benzodiazepines so this is drugs like diazepam uh, it's also called Valium that the trade name um, these are quite good anxiolytics and were in the past prescribed quite liberally for management of chronic stress or even acute stress. The problem with these drugs is they don't work very long. So the benzodiazepines is a thing called tachyphylaxis. You get used to them very, very quickly and you have to elevate the doses to have the same effect. And they're also highly addictive. So most healthcare professionals now um, tend to avoid using benzodiazepines to manage stress. So please, um, and I would also encourage that, you know, you need to do, go to a, uh, a less invasive um, behavioral therapy program rather than turn to medication to manage stress. Anyway, I'm not saying any system's better than another, so I would like to ask you as people with multiple sclerosis, uh, if any of you have had success in manage your, managing your chronic stress, if you could at least share it with us and this particular individual who put forward a story for comment so we can share our experiences uh, together. Uh, thank you.